Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Stuart. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting, as we often do, about anything and everything property. And before I get started uh, interrogating Stuart on, on his updates, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do leave us a, a rating or review. Um, it'd be, be great to hear from you. Moving on then, Stuart, uh, you have a, a long-running title split, which I think you've uh, you've got some, some news on. Yeah, thanks for starting the show on some good news, because finally, after, well, I think eight or so months, I've finished a title split, which I was told was going to be quite simple. So it actually finished uh, two days ago, prior to two days before this recording. So I think um, why, why you, you, you claim it was supposed to be simple. It, it involved two banks, the land <laughs> registry. Was it three solicitors or, or just two? I, I forget now. <laughs> you know, you've probably got a better memory than I have on this. I'm glad, I'm glad I've got you on this show to remind me of the complexities of these things because I just go, yeah, it was all fine. You're right. Yeah, there was, <laughs> it, was, it was complex. At least two sets of solicitors. Mine, the banks. Yeah, but was it not different solicitors for each bank? I think that's yeah. Where I'm three yeah, from yeah. plus your own. So yeah, that's right. It's um, I mean, it's just money printing for banks. To be honest, it's <laughs> it's it's all going. In. I mean, if I've learned anything in 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 the in the years that I've been working in property, and I'm sure I'm sure you would agree is the real winners of, of most of this are the banks and the solicitors probably come a close second, I would say. Yeah, it's um, it can be quite pricey to to do anything, can't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they don't deserve the money, the, the solicitors and, and, and the professionals, but um, sometimes it does feel like uh, I'm just relieving my pockets for the benefit of others. But so the, so the split is finished. The um, the split was of two properties, so it was a seven bed property and a six bed property, which were next to each other. Originally over commercial premises, which has been converted to, uh, converted to residential, that I'd done prior to when I purchased. But I purchased it as a thirteen bed, so semi detached on a corner, and I've now split that into two separate properties. And once I completed the split, what I did, and I think I mentioned this before. But for for those of you naughty people that might not have listened to that episode, <laughs> um, uh, the reason for the split was because it's a thirteen bed. You're you're obviously limited on the number of banks that are going to lend to that because it's obviously a very niche niche property. Now it's split to a six and a seven. The market's opened up a bit. Uh, most of my portfolio is with Kent Reliance, and so we've moved to them as well. Which for me is is I'm quite quite highly leveraged on a lot of the portfolio, which means I can up the up the loan to value, and also unlock some capital out of that that the properties as well. So done quite a few things on that. It's cost me a bit of money. In fact, it's cost me a fair amount of money in terms of early redemption charges. I would say in the region of fifteen k. Ouch! It, it is an ouchie. But the, I guess the little, uh, the little addendum story to this, just my bank story, and I'll, I'll try not to get into moan mode. But so what I like about Redwood and is they are, a, I guess, I guess you could put them in the challenger category. They're a, they're a fairly newish bank. 
you you speak with people, which is great. You speak with real people more more often than not. And the day before complete, so it's one of these things. So obviously, we've been trying to get this done for for several months, and actually, Redwood were the cause of it taking so long. They they didn't just send an email which needed to be sent to their solicitors just to get this process moving. But anyway, that's another story. But the day before the completion, so it's taken several months and then literally four, uh, 24 to 40 hours before, we're all running around like headless chickens because the mortgage offer from Kent Reliance expired within two days. So it's now kind of we're putting the pressure on because if that product expires it, it, you know, we, 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 we won't necessarily get that product and so on. So so typically we've been doing it for several months and now we're all running around like headless chickens trying to get it completed. The day before the completion, I get an email from the bank, the, the incumbent bank, saying, we'd be really sorry to see you go. If you're leaving for a lower percentage or interest rate, please let us know because we'd like to retain your business. And my initial reaction to that was, wow, that's that's amazing. I, I can't tell you. I, I was gen. I mean, this is how sad I am. I was genuinely pleased. I mean, it was like someone just you know out of the, an old friend out of the blue wishing me a happy birthday. I was like, well, that's really nice. A bank's actually trying to retain my business. So, so excited by this email was I that I emailed them straight back and said, "This is this is the." I probably shouldn't say this publicly, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Um, I'm sure no one from Kent Reliance is going to listen. But I said, yeah, this is the rate that the new rate that I've been offered. And I am releasing some capital. So if you would be able to release some capital as well, I would happily stay it. And thank you for the opportunity. I mean, I'm gen- generally pleased. So the person that sent me that email said, I just need to include the head of customer, whose name I shall not mention. And the, the head of customer responded very promptly and very curtly with two very clear lines, which said, unfortunately, your existing mortgage doesn't even meet current policy. Therefore, we will not be able to offer you any loans. Thank you. Thank you for your custom. And it went from being a challenger bank, a warm and fluffy feeling to, oh, you're just going to act like a bank. And all of a sudden, my, not even my existing mortgage fits, fits in with your criteria. So I got jettisoned immediately. I mean... I did send an email back, and let's just say I was I was fairly curt in my response, and uh, and and outlined the need for them to have probably had discussed that prior to offering me a potential uh, retention deal. So that was the the little addendum there. Yeah, it's, um, they could have thought that one through a little better, couldn't they? Well, yeah. The uh, I then sent my my response, and the response came back, which was. Uh, essentially trying to outline why why there could have been an offer and and my response was well if you're saying that the the mortgage that I'm currently on doesn't fit within your existing policy therefore there could have been no offer there could be no option have I misunderstood Uh, perhaps you were planning to put put some cash in and (laughs) yeah for for the refinancing I mean I guess it's possible (laughs) yeah 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 I guess that one in a billion chance of Hey, Mr. Bang, I've got an extra. No, 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 no. <laughs> but anyway, so it's all complete. So that is some good news because, um, as you know, yep. we had a little bit of bad news over the last week. I, I won't go into that. We'll, we'll stay on title splitting because uh, so, so that is happy. And I'm glad we've got this podcast because actually it gives a conclusion. Indeed. And all said and done, you, you have ended up 
extracting a little bit of extra capital for, from this process? I have, but as you and any any continued listeners will know, the money stays in my. It's one of those things. It's a it's it's a it's a nice thing for approximately three seconds until I reapportion it to where it's got to go because we don't actually have enough capital to pay for the refurb on another property that we're. Uh, if you're if you're a builder or an electrician listening to this, don't. It's absolutely fine. The funds will be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a timing issue. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Simon. Exactly. It's all about timing. So that money's going straight into a little pot for uh, for 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 the uh, for the refurb that we're doing uh, on the five bed on suites. So uh, it's one of those you enjoy it and you you have maybe a half a fist bump for. A second and then you send that cash over to where it's got to go disappears again but uh, so that's my title split yes i've got uh, i've got my own title adventures ongoing at the moment so i've got a uh, a property that uh, has an uh, sort of rectangular garden but it, as in in the real world rectangular garden but on its title plan it's a, a sort of well odd shaped got a lump taken out of it isn't it yeah exactly yeah it's, it's got a sort of triangle taken out of the bottom and the the plan is to oh dear the plan is to get that plan redrawn so that it actually shows the the reality um and and indeed then matches with the other title plans around it which all, all seem correct to to what's really there and this the information about this and details of the plan and what needs to change and photos as evidence and things have all gone to our uh, conveyance our, our solicitor and the last update I gave was that she had responded and said thank you very much I'll look at this and get back to you and we didn't hear any more for a while so we followed up and we're not quite sure how far this has actually got but it's somewhere around the solicitor processing it and the land registry processing it. We're not quite sure where it's currently sitting between those two, but the solicitor did say that there's a, a very big backlog at the land registry at the moment. So we could expect a, a delay. I've got a question for you. Go for it. What have they got to process at this point in time? Has anything been redrawn? This is something we are unsure about. Because the title plans for the plots around ours are all correct they actually have our plot on those plans in the right shape they just don't have the red line around it obviously because the red lines around a different plot so we were hoping when we first started this, this sort of looking into this that we could just say to the land registry can you please use one of your existing plans that you've got that's correct for the area and just draw the red line around the right plot uh, and we might not actually need to have someone draw, draw a red line for us. Um, and hence, this was sort of one of the things we put to our, our sister. And she hasn't come back and said, can you please get someone to, to draw a red line around your plot on, on a plan? Mm. So our, our hope is that either she will do that or she will, or she is getting somebody to do that or that she expects the land registry to do that. Uh, we need to clarify that, but we haven't yet. And so I don't really know the, the answer to your, your question, unfortunately. But it might, hopefully, be that we don't need to get anyone to draw that red line. Mm. But, but we shall see. So we're still following up with, with her on this. And we have said that we're now looking at selling this 
property. So could she please ask the land registry very nicely to to get a move on? And she said she will try. Yeah. Well, that's a um, that's something to put a fire under it. So hopefully that will help. And yeah, I'd hope that um, the solicitor can get that answer from the land registry soon. Because yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a small job by the sounds of it. But unfortunately, when you involve uh, solicitors, and I'm not, <laughs> like I'm solicitor bashing today, I'm not. But if you if you involve sort of solicitors and architects or um, you know planners that need to design, it can exacerbate you know timings. So particularly, you want to get it. Although you could you could put it on the market and still process this concurrently. Yes, and that's actually what we're doing. So the last time I talked about this. I think we were umming and ahhing about you were what what to do and and whether to to put it back on or to put it on the market, should I say? Uh, but we have now made a decision. Congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> we have chosen an agent. We have requested that they go in and take photographs and and hopefully a virtual tour type thing and stuff as well. By the time this episode goes live, the listing might even be live um not be touch and go but but maybe so that uh that could be all there on the open market ready and waiting to uh to excite public interest oh that'd be awesome that'd be awesome well if you did that if you could get that on we would have between us three properties on the market indeed yes. not that i want mine on the market by the time you get yours on the market i'd rather they were off the market <laughs> well that, that's an excellent segue actually so how are how are yours getting on Oh, you, you do always do a good job of turning this back on to me, don't you? I need to, uh, I need to up my game, do some more probing questions. <laughs> so, well, let's start with the the personal flat is has gained some interest. We've had some viewings. We haven't yet had an offer. We have had two second viewings. So, just to clarify, this is the studio flat in Kingston. Correct. All right. Cool. Uh, not Jamaica. No, <laughs> I had a look at the listing for this one. It's a really nice flat. It looks really good. Thank you. Yeah, we well, well I was going to say we dressed it. My wife, my wife and my twin daughters dressed it. So if anyone wants to have a look, feel free. The if you go on to Right Move and look at uh, Kilo Tango Two Five Bravo Papa, and uh, you'll find a studio flat in the region of two fifty two sixty. Feel free, have a look. And for anyone who can't be bothered to do that. There'll be a link in the show notes. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking that as I said it, I thought we're going to add it to the show notes. So I don't really need to go into this. <laughs> but yeah, so that's um, so that is garnering some interest. the The market for that is first time buyers and investors. Uh, so, so it depends on that market. the The challenge with uh, with that sort of property is, well, particularly with the the stamp duty and potentially help to buy. You know, we are we're on the cusp, but. It was a it was a property my wife bought, and we're just waiting for someone similar to my wife. And we have had a not necessarily female, but it, you know, first time buyer that's looking for more space because, as we've said before, the, the great thing about this property that we're selling is that it feels more like a one bed than a studio. It's not just a a, a room with a bed in the corner, for example. So the people that have come to view it, they are looking at other properties and if they're looking in Surbiton and Kingston our hope is because what will eventually happen is that you know, if they go and look at other studios they'll see what I've just said is that they'll go in which, which can be quite depressing especially as your first property you don't want to just tell my bed's over there 
and and this has got much more first bed feel to it but i think people need to see what else is in the market and realize that you get quite a bit for your money you get your own you sound strange again but you get your own front door so you it's not a because it's in an old victorian building if i I sound like i'm selling it now i don't know i sound like i'm well i don't know why you might want to do that (laughs) (laughs) but it's got its own little side entrance and it's uh yeah it's uh when it when it got dressed it looks really nice and and yeah i'm going to finish the sales pitch since since my wife moved out of it 13 years ago it's never not been rented the only reason it's not rented now is because of um well the previous tenants moved out and we decided to leave it empty to sell it but it's been it's it's never had a void period uh since we've had it but anyway that's that's that that's that one so um do, have you have you spoken to the agents do they they feel that it's going well they do they do and we've had conversations around price as as we often do they feel that the price is right and i think the the viewing's probably support that i think the the yeah, the removal of stamp duty obviously helps it a lot so it's it's one of those we'll we'll see the next couple of weeks i think i think it just t- takes time for for this property as i've just said i think for people to realize that that there is value in the property you know for, for anyone listening in certain areas i mean you know we're in the south southeast so I've, i don't think it's going to sound shocking for for people in the south southeast that a studio property that is 30 square meters is 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 up for 260 you know you know i've just bought a five bed for 190 in um in plymouth so i know how that can sound but that that's the area we're in it, it is or always seems to me so crazy that property prices vary so dramatically between relatively close mm. geographic areas within the country um and yeah you you can uh, you can go much further up north um and buy a whole house for less than a hundred thousand pounds which just yeah. just seems crazy when when as you say flats down here are going for two hundred thousand plus um it's uh, yeah it's, it's very strange well without going too far off piste i remember a few years back when i was still debating on on going all into the area i was investing in and i looked at the northeast and you could still you you can still get properties for under 50k now obviously you'll have to look at the, the fundamentals of those but it's still if in if you go further north than that into scotland you can still be getting properties for 40 50k in in certain areas but um you know bringing it back to the the kingston flat it is one of it's it's got it's got everything in terms of the infrastructure around it mm. so you know you're a stone's throw from from kingston train station so you're 10 minutes from central london maximum you, you've got mm-hmm. buses to richmond you, you can get the tube you know there's a bus to a tube so it, it, it's got all of that so you know as we know that is what inflates the price to yeah you know, yeah that's what provides the value yeah 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 the difference with plymouth obviously is is, is in plymouth and blah, you know so on. but it's a, it's a different conversation i think so that's kingston you're going to ask yeah. me about Croydon, so you, you've, you? you've got another one yes <laughs> you, you have a <laughs> Uh, a two, maybe three bed flat in uh, in Croydon. If I hit my head on the mic, no, you can't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, I saw the meter spike, so, uh, so yeah, not not, not too too much uh, head banging on the microphone, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this project, I'm gonna I'm gonna preempt by saying this is a project which I have learnt a lot from. 
So <laughs> I like your phrasing there. <laughs> uh, original offer, April 2019, which got accepted. So offer accepted 2019 and purchase completed October 2019. So that was the first. And that was supposed to be a quick purchase. We had bridging funds. At some point, we must do an episode on uh, on how long it takes to actually sell a property or buy a property. I mean, obviously, to, for, for that transaction to take place. Yeah. Well, the reason I always call that out, because we were essentially cash buyers on that. <laughs> but it still took six months because it was in a in a property. And I'll cut straight to the end. But so we have turned a one bed into a two stroke three bed because it was a one hell of a spacious one bed to be honest it was quite a a, a luxurious opulent one bed we've turned it into still a, a sort of luxurious uh two stroke three and i've got loads of photos of that which uh and that's on bright move as well actually yeah indeed I, I have looked at that listing as well and that does, does look like a good flat as well D- did you like the photos I can't actually remember the photos. Yes, I can remember the floor plan, um, but not the (laughs) photos. Yeah. Um, Yes, I'm sure they're brilliant. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And that's well-dressed. And that was done by my business partner, Scott, on this project, my JV partner on this project, Scott. The the challenge we've got, so that has been up on, on right move. And a question came up on something called an EWS1 form. EWS stands for External Wall Survey, and EWS-1 is a form which is a requirement. I don't know all of the details, but essentially following the Grenfell disaster, uh, the the government, I don't know if it's legislation, but brought in some legislation whereby an EWS-1 form was required to demonstrate that that the cladding was safe, essentially. That's my summary of it. So essentially, cladding has to be safe. So, of course, no one's going to argue with that requirement because we want safe buildings. However, my understanding is that that requirement got brought in December 2019, so two months after we bought the property. The the challenge we have is that we have existing works on the property. So that's a question which keeps coming up because there's scaffolding outside the property. It's a a mixed-use building. It's a really big building in Croydon again a stone's throw from East Croydon station it's a it's like several minutes from central London it's a great location the building itself is great from the outside it's a mirrored building on the corner anyone that sort of knows East Croydon would probably know this building but the the works outside we believed were going on for a year which had started last year so we thought they were imminently finishing it turns out they're not the works on the outside cladding is going to run for another year and only once those works finish will we, be, will we get this EWS1 form. So that in itself isn't a problem. The problem is that anyone that wished to buy the property that was using a bank wouldn't get it because our understanding, what we're hearing anecdotally from, from our estate agent, who I, who I believe is, is knowledgeable in this area, he said last year only three banks were providing mortgages on uh, flats without EWS1 forms this year so far zero so that kind of told us all we needed to know which yeah, immediately it's going to restrict your audience a bit just just a bit i would say 90% plus of our market suddenly dissipated and got blown away in the wind which which to put it mildly was if, if we had a bleep button i'd bleep myself but it was bloody disappointing <laughs> but as as we do, we've we've just gone straight into okay. We, if that's what we can't do, let, what can we do? So we we have dropped the price and made it a cash buyer only, just to see 
what interest we get. And so far, we've we've had four viewings, and, and that only happened at the time of this recording last, you know, a few days ago. So we switched it. We've had four viewings. I think we've had a second viewing, and we are told that we are due to receive an offer. That, that he received an offer verbally, but he needs to get it in writing so that he can submit it to us. So, so it's not all bad. I mean, the bad news is obviously we are going to lose a significant amount. Well, it depends. We we don't have to accept the offer. We are just still seeing what we can get. Obviously, the the other option is to to, to retain the property for another year, wait till the work's done, and sell it. So we, we, we'll make a call. We'll make a call. And am I right in thinking you have a tenant there at the moment? So. Yeah, we do. So my business partner on this one, Scott, is very good at getting short-term tenants, does a lot of uh, service accommodation. So he's kind of got a process set up. So we got someone in there for three months. So they are covering the cost of the mortgage and and some. So while it wasn't the plan, holding it for a year isn't a disaster. Oh, it's, it's borderline. <laughs> it's borderline. Because the other thing is what what we weren't fully cognizant of and we take responsibility for, but we don't feel it was, we, we're still looking into it with the solicitors is that what we didn't realize was that I don't want to share the number specifically on this one. It's still too painful, but the service charge is kind of quadruple what we thought it was going to be after a little bit of digging. Uh, it, it, it didn't take much is that of course we as leaseholders are paying for the cladding works or a good proportion of yeah yeah so so the rent even if it's only for three months will will just about cover well it will cover the the bridge so that's another challenge we've got it will cover the bridge and a fair portion of the service charge so all of those elements together make it not a great proposition for a buyer because if you were just a normal buyer that was thinking about a property to buy well if we're if we're forgetting the EWS one, if we're forgetting the cladding issue for a second, it was still quite a tough pill to swallow for for potential buyers because they're like, hold on, why is this service charge? Because because we were exactly the same. We're like, bloody hell, this service charge is high. Yes, and I, I'd forgotten that you're you're still on a on a bridge for that property, and presumably this EWS one form or the, or the lack of also means that you can't remortgage off of your your bridge onto a, a standard mortgage either yeah so it's going to throw up a challenge there but you know simon i love a challenge and this this will be about finding a solution and my my belief is always <laughs> i'm glad you're laughing the there, there will be a solution it will be because the because the revised valuation is that good and you know the bank has agreed without revised valuation that we think there's a obviously it's shifted our loan to value so based on revised valuation our LTV loan to value is under fifty percent, so that is a small ray of light uh, in this yeah, so in this whole thing. Perhaps the uh, perhaps the bank will be a little more flexible with you because it's such a low loan to value. Yeah, I, I had some not so good things to say about banks, but I will finish on this with Interbase so far, and we'll, we'll see because it's it's always where the rubber hits the road that you you get to learn the most about the banks but they actually phoned me a couple of weeks back just to say you know your uh your your current period is coming to an end and just wanted to make sure you're aware of that and talk about options and I, i i then as i do transparently said look just you're aware this this was before the cladding issue i just said look just you're aware things got delayed i think we're going to need at least a couple more months at best 
the, the response was really, really positive. Don't worry. Don't, uh, you know, don't basically don't lose sleep about it. There'll be options and we'll work them out with you. And again, that was really refreshing to hear based on what we said at the start of this conversation. Actions will always speak louder than words, but the response has been great. So, so we'll, we'll see how we go. So that's quite a nice way to round this off on a positive note. Indeed, I think it is. And we should very much leave it there then before, before we get bogged down with anything <laughs> bad. <laughs> so, uh, so leaving on that positive note, I will, will simply say thank you very much to everyone for listening. And please do leave us a, a rating and review. We very much appreciate it and, and very much love receiving feedback. And until next week, uh, I shall say goodbye. Show notes can be found at thebusinessofproperty.com. See you next week.